This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, DOD employees have another avenue of connecting with people via video calls. Members of Congress want regular updates from the FAA on any transportation issues that arrive from the growth of 5G. White House sends an early warning to critical infrastructure companies about possible Russian cyber attacks. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the federal newscast. I'm Eric White. Defense Department employees now have a new communications tool to use. The Defense Information Systems Agency approved Zoom for Government at Impact Level 4. That means it can be used for sensitive but unclassified information. The highest level is 5. The approval includes all functions of Zoom for Government, like the chat function, phone, and breakout meetings. The Environmental Protection Agency adopts a hybrid workplace model in its office reentry plan set for May. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The EPA and the American Federation of Government Employees agreed to an eight-week phased reentry into the office. But that agreement envisions a hybrid work environment where employees still either work remotely or routinely telework. The agreement states no AFGE bargaining unit employee will be required to physically return to the office prior to May 2nd. Employees looking to apply for telework or remote work should submit their initial applications no later than 21 days prior to their expected re-entry date. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The U.S. Agency for International Development wants to expand its pulse surveys to include complementary workforce and some contractors. 7,000 additional USAID employees would be able to give feedback on how to strengthen the workforce. The agency requested emergency approval from the Office of Management and Budget to get this additional feedback. The request would supplement pulse surveys distributed under the president's management agenda to get direct responses from federal workers. The response rate rose 1.6 percent in the most recent pulse survey. The IRS is expanding its pilot IRS framework with new technology verticals. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. The Enterprise Digitalization and Case Management Office plans to add at least two more technology areas to its pilot IRS initiative. The EDCMO says it's considering three areas. The first is the application of AI, machine learning, or robotics process automation in the human resources areas. The second one is adding technology or improved processes to high manual touch areas that limit visibility before they're completed. And the third is around cryptocurrency and digital assets. The EDCMO says it will finalize its 2022 plans by April 30th. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. House lawmakers are pressing the Federal Aviation Administration for more details on what it's doing to ensure the safety of the air transportation system as commercial companies roll out 5G wireless services. A bipartisan group of 29 lawmakers asks for updates every other month on efforts to work with the telecommunications companies and other agencies to ensure the safe rollout of 5G. House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee leaders say they expect the FAA to continue to be the voice of aviation safety and to work collaboratively with the public and private sectors to maintain aviation safety while providing for the continued development of broadband. 
The Space Force wants to expand its awareness to the moon and beyond, and it's asking industry for help. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Air Force Research Laboratory is reaching out to businesses for its CIS Lunar Highway Patrol System. The spacecraft will help the Space Force identify and track artificial objects in lunar distances and beyond. Most sensors are currently focused at distances around the Earth. The craft will look for things like debris, rocket bodies, and previously untracked objects. The research lab is giving businesses until the beginning of April to submit their ideas. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The White House is urging companies to adopt key security standards in the face of potential Russian cyber intrusions. Many of the measures are laid out in last year's cybersecurity executive order. The EO requires software purchased by agencies to meet minimum security standards. The White House is also encouraging critical infrastructure operators and other companies to ensure they have stringent security in place. Officials say they have intelligence suggesting Russia is preparing cyber attacks and retaliation for sanctions. The Labor Department wants to change its process for remediating issues of hiring discrimination among contractors. The Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs proposes ways to allow for more flexibility to resolve these cases. OFCCP Director Jenny Yang says the revisions would remove rigid standards from the original 2020 rule, which imposed requirements early in the process that delayed the resolution of findings. Labor's goal is to streamline resources and more efficiently resolve discrimination cases by giving contractors early notice on the agency's points of concern. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency is cleared to move forward with a major data center contract, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. NGA can move forward with a user-facing and data center services contract. That's after Lidos, one of the losing bidders, withdrew its protest with the Government Accountability Office. NGA awarded the potential 10-year, $4.5 billion contract to General Dynamics Information Technology in December. GDIT says the work involves providing hybrid cloud and IT services to the agency. The contract also includes IT support services at NGA's new campus in St. Louis, Missouri. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. And UPS agrees to a more than $5 million settlement over claims that reported incorrect delivery times for international mail to the Postal Service. USPS hired UPS to pick up and deliver mail both domestically and overseas, but the Justice Department claims UPS violated the False Claims Act when it allegedly submitted scans that falsely reported delivery times. The contract specified penalties for mail delivered late or to the wrong location. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.